Good evening. This is Patrick Donahue. We always appreciate you listening to Bible Crossfire every week at this same time. Uh, we're always after the truth. You know, John eight thirty two. you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Meaning false religious teaching won't make us free from sin. The verse before that says, talking about true disciples, it says you have to continue in Jesus's word to be a true disciple. So you have to continue in Jesus' word to know the truth, and only the truth is going to make us free from sin. Two plus two can't equal four and five at the same time. In mathematics or in religion, you can't have all these churches and preachers preaching all kinds of different things. They can't all be right. Whatever the Bible says is right, it may not be Pat Donahue, uh, but whatever the Bible says is right. Uh, last week we had a caller uh, ask about the mark of the beast, the 666, the book of Revelation. I, I think he asked a couple questions about the book of Revelation. One of them was, is this mark of the beast, the 666, is that the vaccine? We hear all kinds of preachers saying that the vaccine for the coronavirus, that's, don't take it because it's the 666, it's the mark of the beast. But I want you to notice, if we actually try to believe what the Bible teaches, we'll see that the Bible has nothing to do with the vaccine. The prophecy about the mark of the beast at 666 was fulfilled in the first century time frame. So it can't be referring to the birthmark on Mikhail Gorbachev's forehead, which is when I was in college, that's what it was. Mikhail Gorbachev, the president of the USSR, had a big old birthmark on his forehead. And people said, see, that's the mark of the beast. And that was all over the news and everything. There's probably been a dozen things in my lifetime that preachers said, this is the mark of the beast. And they keep changing it. About every two or three years, they change it to something else. And, and, and people act like they're right every time. Now they've changed it to the vaccine because it kind of fits their, what they want to be true. And people say, well, aren't they right? Is that the mark of the beast, the 666? Uh you know, the vaccine, well, I mean, they change it every two or three years. It looks like you'd have enough common sense to know that it can't be all of those things. It can't be Mikhail, the birthmark on Mikhail Gorbachev's head and the vaccine. <laughs> you know, here's Revelation 13, 6 through 18 is what talks about the mark of the beast in 666. It says, and he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 666, or, th or, or 600, three score, and six, as the King James puts it. Uh, if you have a Bible question or comment, give us a call at 877-655-6755. The number to call if you have a Bible question or comment is 877-655-6755. Now, why do I say that this Mark of the Beast 666, it, it, it's, of course, almost all of the book of Revelation, or, or quite a bit of it, is a prophecy. Why do I say this particular thing was fulfilled in the first century time frame? Well, it's not just this particular thing. The book of Revelation, for the most part, is prophesying about things future to when it was written, but that would be fulfilled in the first century time frame, including the mark of the beast, the 666. Why do I know that? Why do I say that? Well, let's look at four passages here. First of all, the very first verse in the book of Revelation, Revelation 1.1 says, The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things 
which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto John. So the book of Revelation starts out in the first verse saying, I'm going to prophesy about things that are shortly to come to pass. Now, it looks like any preacher that had any clue whatsoever about what about reading the Bible, knowing what the Bible taught, wouldn't overlook the first verse in the book of Revelation to try to determine the meaning or the understanding of the book of Revelation. They want to put something, 666, Mark of the Beast, that's going to be fulfilled 2,000 years after the book was written when the very first verse says the things that I'm prophesying about are going to be fulfilled in the first century time frame. They must shortly come to pass. Well, two verses later, the third verse in the first chapter, Revelation 1 verse 3, repeats this in different words. It says, blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it for the time is near. That doesn't sound like the book of Revelation is talking about something which, uh, something that was written, something that's going to be fulfilled in our day. The book of Revelation was written in somewhere between 70 and 90 something AD, depending on who you ask, before the close of the first century. And it says, hey, these things that I'm writing about, that I'm writing about are shortly to come to pass. The time is near. But all these preachers want to say, well, these things in the book of Revelation are being fulfilled now. <laughs> the mark of the beast is the birthmark on Mikhail Gorbachev's forehead in the 1980s when, when Ronald Reagan was president. Oh, no, it wasn't that. It was something two or three years later, two or three years later. Now it's the vaccine. No. The book of Revelation, the things, is a prophecy, and the things that are fulfilled in these prophecies were fulfilled in the first century time frame. We see that in Revelation 1.1, Revelation 1.3. That's the first chapter. We see this said twice more in the last chapter in the book of Revelation. Revelation 22, verse 6 says, And he said unto me, These sayings are faithful and true. And the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show unto his servants the things which must shortly be done. Not 2,000 years later. This book was going to be fulfilled. The prophecies of this book was going to be fulfilled shortly. Shortly relative to the time that it was written. And then one more verse in the last chapter, Revelation 22.10. And he saith unto me, seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. At hand means close, either close by in, in distance or close by in time. And that's what this was talking about. The time is near, Revelation 1 verse 3. The time is at hand, Revelation 22.10. That doesn't sound anything like the prophecies of this book are going to be fulfilled 2,000 years later, like the vaccine for the coronavirus. No. Mark it down that these preachers are telling you that 666, the mark of the beast, is the vaccine. There's a good chance they're preaching for the money because if they really love the Lord and wanted to preach what his word said, then they would preach these four verses in the book of Revelation that conclusively prove the mark of the beast and the 666 are not referring to the vaccine. Because the time is near. The time is at hand. These are things must shortly be done, must shortly come to pass, not something 2,000 years later. So we're talking about tonight events that the Bible teaches happened in the first century time frame. And the first one we've talked about is the mark of the beast, 666. According to the book of Revelation, it's referring to something that happened about 1,900 years ago, not something today. If you have a Bible question or comment, give us a call at 
6755 if you have a Bible question or comment. The second event that I want to talk about that the Bible teaches happened in the first century time frame is the beginning of Christ's kingdom. We're also in the book of Revelation. Chapter 20, verse 4 reads this way. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their forehead or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. So we're talking about this reign of Christ, the kingdom, and we see that the book of Revelation prophesies about it. Well, what did we just read? The fulfillment of the book of Revelation was going to happen in the first century time frame. Must shortly come to pass, Revelation 1.1. The time is near, Revelation 1.3. Revelation 22.6. Things which must shortly come to pass. And Revelation 22.10, for the time is at hand. So the kingdom of Christ was going to come not at his second coming, future to us, but the kingdom of Christ was going to come in the first century time frame because Revelation 20 talks about the kingdom beginning. And four verses of the book of Revelation say these prophecies were going to be fulfilled very shortly. Now we see this confirmed by a passage outside the book of Revelation in Mark chapter 9, verse 1. Jesus is speaking here, and he said, He said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that there be some of them that stand here, which shall not taste of death, till they have seen the kingdom of God come with power. Again, like the mark of the beast in the 666, we have all kinds of preachers saying that this kingdom hadn't come into existence yet. But Jesus said when he was preaching to some people while he was on earth, there would be some of them that would be, that would still be alive, that would not taste of death when the kingdom of God came. So again, we see it's confirmed over and over again. The kingdom of God came during the first century time frame. That's what Mark 9 1 says. It's indisputable. He's talking about the kingdom. He says, many of you standing here shall not taste of death, meaning you'll still be alive, till you have seen the kingdom of God come with power. Well, Revelation 20 talks about the kingdom. Mark 9, 1 confirms what we read in these four verses of the book of Revelation, that the prophecies in the book of Revelation would be fulfilled in the first century time frame. And we see that indeed that the kingdom did come into existence in the first century time frame. Because we read, there's two or three passages like this. Colossians 1.13 says, Who hath delivered us from darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. You can't be translated into the kingdom unless the kingdom existed. And Paul is saying there's a number of brethren, including himself, that had been translated into the kingdom. So the kingdom existed in the first century time frame. So the kingdom that's talked about in Revelation 20 had already come into existence in the first century time frame. Johnny from Washington, go ahead with your Bible question or comment, please. I was just going to make a comment on the vaccine, sir. It's really not a vaccine. It's a medical device. It's unauthorized, and it's emergency use only. And also, it's not the, it's not the mark of the beast. The mark of the beast is the hell cell phone, which you have in your hand. The chip is in the cell phone. You have it in your hand. It's in your hand when you put it up to your forehead. It's in your forehead. It has silver and gold in it. And they're doing it hey, in China right Johnny, now. Did you, Johnny, hold on phone. just a minute. Just a minute, Johnny. Did you hear anything I said about how that the mark of the beast, that Revelation makes it clear that the mark of the beast refers to something in the first century time frame? Did you hear any of that? Uh, 
Yeah, I heard that. Well, I mean, what about these verses in Revelation 1-1, one, one, Revelation 1-3, Revelation 22-6, Revelation 22-10 that say the prophecies in this book are going to be fulfilled shortly. The time is at hand, shortly to be done, shortly to come to pass. The time is near. Don't those verses, Johnny, conclusively prove that they the don't prophecy... They do time frame, sir. They don't give you an exact time frame. Okay. You had well, two Johnny days. Says, you had two days, sir. You've had two days to get ready, sir. It's been 2,000 years. A day is a thousand All right. Years. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you, Johnny. So Johnny says they don't give a time frame, but we've shown that they do give a time frame. It says the time is near. That is a time frame. The time is at hand. That's a time frame. Things which must shortly come to pass. That's a short time frame. Things which must shortly be done. That's a short time frame. And Mark 9 confirms it when talking about the kingdom which is also in the book of Revelation. He says, some of you will not taste of death till they have seen the kingdom of God come with power. You can't get a time frame any more clear than that. That is a time frame. Jesus is saying, some of you are going to still be alive when the kingdom comes. So this, the prophecies in the book of Revelation as a whole were, were fulfilled in that generation, in the first, in the time frame of the first coming of Christ. Another thing, that we see that was asked about on last week's program is the great tribulation. Well, and the caller asked about it last week, where, where's the great tribulation referred to in the Bible? Most people don't know, but it's in Matthew 24, verse 21. It says, for then shall be great tribulation, such as not, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no nor ever shall be. So there's going to be, according to this, Jesus is predicting in Matthew 24, there's going to be a tribulation worse than has ever occurred in the history of the world and worse that will, than anything that's going to come in the future. But people say, well, that's going to be in conjunction with the second coming of Christ. No, it's not. It's not future to us. 13 verses later, Jesus says this, Matthew 24, 34, Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass to all these things be fulfilled. Well, there's a time frame. Our previous caller said there was no time frame given. Here's another. We're talking about the great tribulation. And just a few verses later, he says, this generation shall not pass to all these things be fulfilled. He's talking about everything that he said in that chapter leading up to verse 34, including the great tribulation. A generation is usually considered about 30 or 40 years. So within 30 or 40 years of when Jesus prophesied about the great tribulation in Matthew 24, he's saying it's going to be here. And and indeed, we read about what's considered this great tribulation happened in about 70 AD, which is about 37 years after Jesus prophesied that it would come. The great tribulation, Jesus said it would come in that generation, and it did. Tom from California, go ahead with your Bible question or comment, please. Um, excuse me. Yeah, I was just listening to you guys uh, talk about uh, the mark of the beast, and uh, apparently there's some. Uh, it says shortly, but what does shortly mean? At the end of Revelations, doesn't Jesus says I'll, I will be returning soon? And that that was two thousand no. years ago. No, he didn't say that. He doesn't say that. If he said that, he would have been wrong. He did not return soon. Now, what does it mean when it says shortly? Think about these verses, Tom. In talking about something else in the book of Revelation, the kingdom, he says, many of you standing here 
shall not taste of death till they have seen the kingdom of God come with power. And that's talking about the kingdom, something prophesied about by, uh, in the book of Revelation, just like the mark of the beast. And he says, some of you will still be alive, will not taste of death. This is Mark 9, 1, verse, Tom, by the way, till they have seen the kingdom of God come with power. So what does shortly mean in that case, Tom? Well, if he means, says the uh, kingdom of God will come with st- some of you still be alive, what would shortly mean? Yeah, it means within it means within decades, I guess. But uh, yeah, and and de- and then I read Matthew twenty four thirty four, where he's putting a time frame upon the great tribulation, and he says this generation shall not pass till that's fulfilled. How long is the generation, Tom? Well, thirty years, well, forty years, you know. Yeah, yeah. right. That's exactly right. So Jesus puts a definite time frame on it. He says shortly, four times in the book of Revelation, and he means that. He doesn't mean longly, 2,000 years later. He means shortly. He says in Mark 9, 1, it's going to happen in the time frame of when people he was speaking to would still be alive, Mark 9, 1, and that it would happen in that generation, Matthew 24, 21. Any follow-up, Tom? Well, then exactly what was the mark of the beast during that time? Jesus says, I mean, the Bible says you can't buy or sell. So was it a tattoo or something in their forehead or what? Well, now, it's 1,900 years ago. So we're not going to know what the mark of the beast is now. The Bible doesn't tell us. The Bible doesn't tell us what the mark of the beast doesn't say it's the vaccine. We know that it happened in the first century time frame, but it doesn't tell us what it was. Now, likely... The book of Revelation was written to some people in that, at that time, and that's who the book was intended for. They probably knew what the mark of the beast was because it, it was fulfilled in their lifetime. They probably knew. But 1,900 years later, we're probably not going to know because the Bible doesn't say. We don't know what the mark of the beast referred to, but the people who the book of Revelation was written to probably knew because they lived when it came. When the mark of the beast came, they were living 1,900 years ago. Appreciate your call, Tom. You know, another thing that we read about in Matthew 24 is that the gospel would be preached to all the world. And a lot of preachers will say, well, that when the gospel's preached to the whole world, that's a sign of the second coming of Christ. They again try to put that in the future. Matthew 24, 14 says, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world. Well, that's said in the same chapter, 20 verses before Jesus said, this generation shall not pass to all these things be fulfilled. So this prophecy in Matthew twenty four fourteen that the gospel would be preached in all the world is not talking about something in our time. It's talking about something in that generation. Because Matthew twenty four thirty four, Jesus Jesus says, This generation shall not pass to all these things shall be fulfilled. All these things, including the great tribulation and this event that the gospel would be preached in all the world. And we have confirmation of that. If you turn to Colossians 1.23, you can read this. It says, if you continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which ye have heard and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven. A lot of preachers will say, see, Matthew 24 predicts that the gospel would be preached into all the world. That hadn't happened yet. So it must be talking about our time frame. No. Jesus said in the same chapter it would happen in that generation. In Colossians 1.23, which was written several decades later, 
talks about it, that it's happened in the past tense. It was preached to every creature which is under heaven. So it predicts that the gospel would be preached in all the world. It says it would happen in that generation. Those two passages are in Matthew 24. Colossians 1, written two or three or four decades later, says it did occur. The gospel has, has been, past tense, preached to every creature under heaven, unto all the world. If you have a Bible question or comment, give us a call at 877-655-6755. It's 877-655-6755. Another thing that people want to put off till near the second coming of Christ and act like there's, they act like there's, a, there's an antichrist. There's only going to be one antichrist and he's going to come into political power right before the second coming of Christ. But did you know the Bible teaches that there were antichrist in the days that the New Testament was written? How about first John chapter two, verse 18? First John two 18, there's only four verses that talk about the antichrist in the New Testament. They're all in first, second, and third John. Here's first John two 18. Little children, it is the last time, and you have heard that Antichrist shall come. Even now there are many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. So when, when John, the Apostle John, wrote the book of 1 John, he said even at that time there were many Antichrists. People say there's no such thing as Antichrist except one right before the second coming of Christ. But this said in the time that John wrote the book, there were many antichrists because antichrist just means anybody that's against Christ. I imagine there's been lots of them all throughout the centuries. Every century, there were probably dozens of antichrists, people who opposed Christ. And the book of John says there were many of them, many of them existing at that time. So here's something else that was to occur in the first century time frame that a lot of people say doesn't occur until near the second coming of Christ, but of course, they deny the Bible when they say that. And then one last thing that I have on this outline that was going to occur, according to the Bible, in the first century time frame is the end of true prophecy. I'm reading from the Old Testament, Zechariah chapter 13, verse 2. It says, it shall come to pass in that day, saith the Lord of hosts, that I will cause the prophets and the unclean spirit to pass out of the land. So the Bible is saying that Sometime in the future, the prophets will pass out of the land. And it's talking about true prophecy. And it talks about a time period in that day. A time period. That, in that day, is in that context, chapter 12 and 13 of Zechariah, about six or eight times, referring to a time period. Well, we read 13.2 that said the prophets will pass out of the land in that day. Let's look at verse 1. Chapter 13, verse 1 says, In that day there shall be a fountain open for sin and for uncleanness. Well, what, what is that talking about? Well, don't we all sing the song? There's a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. We all understand what that's talking about. Zechariah 13, 1 is a prophecy about the first coming of Christ and him shedding his blood for our sins. In that day, Zechariah 13, 1 says, Well, what is that day? It's the time period of the first coming of Christ. When somebody will come to die, shed his blood for our sins. Well, the very next verse says in that day, that same time period, prophets will pass out of the land. And so true prophets pass out of the land, not at the second coming of Christ, but in conjunction with the time period of the first coming of Christ. And that backs up what we've talked about many times before on this program, that the miraculous gifts ceased in the first century time frame. And I have uh, some material on that I can send to you over email for free. Uh, 
call me after the program, and I'll be glad to get your email address and send that to you. Uh, uh, if you would like that material uh, showing and proving that the miraculous gifts like prophecy and tongues ceased in the first century time frame, then I'll be glad to send that to you via, via email. I want you to call or text me at 256-682-9753. Or if you want a free one-hour phone Bible study with me, sometime at your convenience, I'll be glad to study with you by the phone at your convenience. I want you to call or text me on my cell phone, Pat Donahue at 256-682-9753. 256-682-9753 if you want the free material on prophecy and tongues or a free one-hour phone Bible study. Appreciate so much you listening tonight. Be sure and listen next week, uh, every week at this same time to the Bible Crossfire radio program.